and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, let's go. You're, oh, you're ready to, you've got some energy today. Okay, well, you don't have to take a shot right off the top. What do you mean a shot? That's I a shot. You're ready to go. The blast. What do you mean? I got my nice quarter zip on. You got your nice quarter, quarter zip, zip on. on. This is a good, yeah, this is a good time to say that Ben Swanson is also joining us and did not get the memo. You know what they, they say, dress for the job you want? Yeah. I'm not sure what job Ben Swanson wants. He's here once again trying out for podcast supervisor. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us, I guess. Fact check, true. Wouldn't you think the podcast supervisor would wear a nice QZ? You would think so. Well, see, we've got this email chain, all of us, and we like to communicate on there. Sometimes you send things and you expect everybody else to pay attention to those things. Okay? Uh When you send something. He didn't get the memo on the quarter zips. Oh, got it. But like you and me, Eric, whenever something is sent on that email chain, we consume the information and we respond accordingly. That's right. Plus, we wear quarter zips every day. Yeah. So that helps. I do, how do you feel about the Manning cast sort of uh, stealing that and owning that a little bit? I think uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. I mean, they they had um, President Barack Obama on, uh-huh. and they were even making a quarter zip joke with the former president. Wow. So that kind of like, that kind of topped us. Is this a political podcast, Phil? Or a- this is a quarter zip podcast. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Eric, it's, it feels like it's been a long time since we've been back in our official podcast studio. It has. It's, uh, you think it looks the same? It feels nice. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's like, being, it's like being back home. Yeah, it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You, of course, you know, in your childhood when you go, you would go summer in uh, upstate New York. No, when I didn't. you would arrive, <laughs> when you would arrive home after your six week do that. stay in the cabin, you'd get back home and you'd, you'd kind of be like, I'm back. This is, oh. this is where I belong. Cabin, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, we cabin. call it a cabin, but we, it a we cabin. know it was There's nicer than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you how many cabins have a how many cabins have a boathouse? I don't know about that. I don't. I don't remember that, but maybe it happened. I've seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric, we're going to be talking some Broncos football today. Okay. okay? We're going to be talking. We like to talk about uh, clothing and attire a lot. Quarter zips. Well, now we're also going to talk about wristbands. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. fits right in, doesn't it? It does. It really does. We'll talk about, uh, I think it's safe to say, the shot that Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head, head coach, took at Russell Wilson, and then the way Russ, uh, the way he handled it. He kind of took a little jab back at Pete. Mm. And so we'll just talk about this back and forth that uh, continues on here. It's week 10 of the NFL season, and we're still talking about it. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about it for a while. Oh. You think it was a shot or maybe like a jab, a barb? Barb is nice. I like, yeah, I yeah. like barb. It's a- I think maybe like a, a swipe. Ooh. Because he didn't call out Russell Can by name. Can you rank those for me? Oh, a shot, shot, is, shot the is the top. Yeah, that's the top. Yeah, and then I would say a jab, uh-huh. then a swipe, then a barb. Barb. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Comment is after that, like they made a comment. That's like neutral. Mm. That's almost like neutral. Yeah, comment and then compliment, of course. Compliment is on the other side. Yeah. Which is not what happened. Yeah, that's not what happened. 
What else are we going to talk about? So we'll talk about the wristband. Uh, I think there's a couple of things we got to get into about the wristband, not just the Pete Carroll thing, but also actually uh, we saw Russ wear that against Jacksonville. Yep. Is the wristband the biggest reason why the Broncos won that game? Gosh, this, is, this is just so absurd. You know, I mean, just uh, like, do you hear yourself? It's str- a lot of struggling. And then you put the wristband on and boom, the power. Yeah. That the wristband. It's breaks. like when Tony Stark steps into the like Iron Man suit. That's exactly. what it's like. Almost the exact same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Russ ends up with a better fate. Yeah, that is true. Swanson, sorry for Spoiler. your loss. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler word. <laughs> Uh, so I think that we got to talk about that, and then what it, what it means for this Broncos offense, mm. the the band, the wrist band. We'll we're get into the, that. We're getting the band then back together. Maybe just uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe uh, we can talk a little bit about just the importance of this game where the Broncos stand here, coming off the bye week. Uh, this is the halfway point of the season now, Eric, and uh, where where do they stand right now? Is this is this what they like to call a tipping point game? They, that's a, a lot of people you, are saying that this is a tipping that, point. Yeah. They're saying yeah. it. You're not saying it, Phil. Well, I but, want to explore the, oh, okay. the, the topic Got it. and then I'll say something. <laughs> I want to discuss it and then I'll say it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, also uh, King Henry. Oh, yeah. How are the Broncos going to deal with this guy? Because as good as the Broncos defense has been, which has been, it's been good. Yeah. Okay. The one... Uh, the kryptonite, if you will, mm. has been the running game. Yeah, of course. Josh Jacobs. Okay. Brees Hall. Okay. Travis Etienne. Yep. These guys have had some nice games. They have. What is uh, King Henry? He leads the NFL in rushing yards. Is he? Re- are the Broncos ready to, to take on the King? Wow. You set the stage nicely there. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about. Let's get How into does it. that sound? Let's get into it. Yeah, well, first, Eric, we got to talk about the show, okay? Oh, okay. Okay. How This is an interactive show. Uh-huh. How do people get in touch with the show? Well, they can leave an email, Phil. Neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. That's a nice way to do it. That's really nice. Uh, what was the name of that? Neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Just one more time in case. Uh, Neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. What do you okay? What do you think about Russ when he he's kind of changed the way he says "Let's ride" now? Well, sometimes he's not even saying it. Yeah, but yesterday when it, he got off of the podium, was walking away, said "Let's ride." Yeah, I couldn't even hear it. I was I know. so far away. I know it's not as enthusiastic. I'm sort of a interesting something something to monitor. Something yeah. to monitor. I mean, gosh, if it weren't for all this wristband stuff, we could talk we about could it talk for a long about time. It. It's just not enough time. Yeah, too much wristband. To not enough time. Or you could leave a voicemail, Phil, 707-NEUTRAL. You call in, there's a couple of beeps. You say yeah. some words, there's more beeps. <laughs> then you hang up. You hang up, and then uh, Ben Swanson gets those voicemails. He sends them to you to listen to. You don't listen to them, and then we play them on the show. Excuse me? You, said, you just said it very fast. I didn't hear. I think you heard me. I, yeah. Uh, and, Ben, how does that work? They When they call you, you pick up, and then you say what? I said, please hold while I get my recorder out. Got it. Record these. And then that's why there's two beeps. You play hot cross buns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah recorder. that's a classic. Yeah. Hit. Yeah, that's a recorder. That's a recorder joke. That's what yeah, you're coming that's what for. I was doing. <laughs> <recorder> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, email, voicemail, and what else? You could tweet at us directly on Twitter, for now at least, at Eric Delala with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH. 
So you've got the official and the other check mark. No, 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 no. And just the, f- the regular check. Mark. You got the green check mark yet, or no? I don't have that. No, oh, no. what's the you green the one? Do? Oh, you, yeah, the gold tell, is really what you're going to get. Tell me what the to. green does, and then what the gold does. The green, the green, the green. It makes it it's so you're really official. Oh god, and then the gold. The gold, uh, it kind of like transmits your takes just into space. Oh, into space. Yeah, got it. that's good for this Broncos month. team. Yeah. Two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the same scientists that have been helping with the offense here in Denver also working on the gold check mark. That's right. Got it. Nice. Okay. Uh, those are non-traditional spellings. That's right. Trying to con- uh, connect with us on Twitter. Non-traditional. You could also uh, tweet at, at Broncos Podcasts. Uh, Podcast. Pod- Podcasts. Podcasts. Yep, yep. Who could be verified by the time the show drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah. who's, who's to say. Who's to say. And then um, what else? Is there another way to get in touch? Well, I think there's one other way. Is there? YouTube <laughs> you, Yeah, you leave well, a comment on the Broncos official. You YouTube. like to do that one. I love that one. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Ben Swanson's uh, crew neck, uh, not quarter zip sweater. Yeah, it's still nice. I have a question. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's turn the table. Okay, turn that mic on. <laughs> it, it already, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's, it's already in. Okay. Uh, maybe a, a month or so ago, y'all announced a competition to. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> For the new intro. For the new intro, and then yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. heard anything about it. So. Well, people okay, said they I'll didn't want us to change the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd say what happened was we got probably 500 submissions. Yep. And none of them were better than the way we had been doing it. Right. So I listened but, to every single one of those. Right. Nothing was better. And then a lot of people said, don't change it. Yeah. You know, so a lot of backing for that. Yeah. Esteemed colleague. That's nice. Partner in crime. Nice. My everything. Okay. That's controversial. It's true, but it's controversial. But it's true. So those are all the ways you can get in touch with the show. Can I ask a quick question that has nothing to do with football? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, this is is the place. This is a wristband show. Is Dr. Seuss canceled or no? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm not sure. I thought earlier you said this wasn't a political part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're bringing up the Twitter. You talk about Twitter and wristbands and now. Well, the verified thing. You ever read that book, The Sneetches? I think I know it. Sneetches gets the the one. (laughs) (laughs) With the stars on on Yeah, some have stars on their bellies and some don't. Uh huh. That's kind of what this verified thing reminds me of, where it's like, Uh, oh, you get this. Except what if the star goes away? Like, because one guy says, actually, the stars don't mean anything. Yeah, and then nobody. But that's what nobody. that's what happens in the book. Mm. Take the stars away, then you add them back, and pretty soon you can't tell. It's kind of a nice ending because everyone's just the same. But oh, communist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, got it. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Let's I'm gonna look at my wristband. And it's, it's time to move yeah, what's on. That, yeah, what's <laughs> okay. So our check, first check, topic. Check, check. <laughs> I think my mic's on. Uh, our first That's topic bad. here is, uh, of course, talking about the wristband that uh, Russell Wilson has worn uh, for the first time this season. The Broncos beat Jacksonville. He was wearing the wristband. Interesting timing because he wore the wristband, and then a week later, Pete Carroll goes on radio in Seattle. He's asked about, hey, how come Geno Smith is having so much success here? Uh, he's working with the offensive coordinator. He's been inserted into the starting lineup, having a lot of success there. Some people are even saying he's an MVP candidate. Who's Not saying me. that? I, don't, I saw. I, don't, I read it this week. Oh yeah, you got a source it. or no? I don't want to reveal that. Okay. Anyway, uh, I did read it though. Anyway, so he was asked about how come Geno Smith has had 
<laughs> on the internet, you so don't it's read. true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was asked, why does Geno Smith have so much success? And he said, you know what? Uh, he's wearing this wristband, and uh, there's a lot of trust with uh, him and the offensive coordinator. That's not something we've had around here previously. I think he said there's been some pushback toward that. There's been some pushback. Yeah, of course. In the past. So anything in the past there, of course, means yeah. that's another way to say Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's probably talking about Matt Flynn. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Do you, think, back? do you think when Pete Carroll goes home at night and his wife's like, how was your day? He's like, well, I had a much better day than Russ. Yes. Like, it just good. seems like it's on his mind all the time. It's an interesting situation because, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, traditionally a very upbeat, positive type of a person. But I do think that... In Seattle, he had been taking a lot of criticism the last couple of years. Like, hey, you're getting older in age. You're trying to win playing this uh, outdated style of football. And so he'd been getting criticized. You know, he doesn't let Russ cook enough there. He's been facing that criticism publicly. Now that uh, everything has unfolded the way it has. Well, and to just jump in, people were also saying they should fire Pete and keep Russ in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were saying there. Yeah. And so then now the way everything's unfolded, Seahawks are having a lot of uh, success this season, leading that NFC uh, West division. Maybe he's thinking, okay, this is my time to like take some shots back. Uh, not, not just at Russ, but publicly just saying, look, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been pretty much all season. Yeah. After the Broncos game against the Seahawks, there was a comment about how Russ can't throw to his left. And Russ came back a couple of weeks later and said like, that was a pretty good throw going to my yeah, left. Yeah, I guess huh? I can still do that. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to me because it, it is, people talk about this like a breakup. And it's like, if you go off after a breakup and you meet somebody new and you, Ooh. oh man, the takes are too, yeah, are too, too spicy. spicy. Yeah. Uh, you go off and you meet somebody new and you're in a relationship and, you know, maybe you, you move in and you get engaged and you get married. It's like, okay, well, you, you've you're, moved on. You've moved on. You're winning. You're winning. The other person still single by themselves. Bad. Bad. You're winning the breakup. Why why do you need to then take shots oh. at this other person? And right now, the Seahawks are kind of winning They're married? Well, no, no, they're just they're having success. They're six and three. They're they le- moved in. They they're They've moved <laughs> they're in. leading their division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the Broncos are struggling. They're three the and five. Toothbrushes in the same the, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's yeah, a little yeah. drawer. A over, yeah. But it's just like listen, you're winning and in the NFL when you win, you can say whatever you want. That's part of what happens in this league yep. but at the same time in my mind i'm like okay well you're having success like there's no need to to take shots like it would make more sense if the if the seahawks were two and six right now and the broncos were doing really well then i could understand him taking more shots because oh, being defensive a little. yeah defensive frustrated how things are going things are great you're on an all you're you're in sandals jamaica yeah, you know, you're, road, huh? you're doing a nice you're having a nice time sandals huh yeah oh, okay Nice. Like why? What in this analogy? What's happened to Russ? Russ is still. He's you know maybe he's on an. He's app. on some apps. Yeah, he's still exploring. Got it. You're trying to find uh, you know some stability. Got it. You know maybe the game against Jacksonville. It's like he just went on a really good date. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you gotta you know you gotta string dates together here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What made it a good date? I'll uh, tell you when you're older. They got dessert. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, they scored, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, they hit the red zone. <laughs> it was third down. <laughs> 
swats in anything? <laughs> hey, another man. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> oh man, got it. Okay, got it. Uh, there was but, one other thing I'd say, but maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I think you were probably. I can't keep going yeah, on. I think so. I think that's an easy <laughs> analogy, but I think yeah. we're right at the line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's interesting that they keep taking these shots at each other. Um, well. Well, Russ is responding. He's always responded. So yesterday Russ at the podium not, on Wednesday this week, yeah. he was asked about it. Yeah. And he said, I won a lot of games there without the wristband, so who cares? Yeah. He said, we won it, a lot of games. Yeah, yeah we, important. Won, we won. I think yeah, there's an we, important yeah, there, distinction okay, there, but yeah. Yeah, we won a okay, lot of games. I have an idea here. Okay. Uh, we have not talked about this off air, so this good. is just an idea. Really that, good. And it, are you nervous? <laughs> I, whenever you get ideas, I'm nervous. Yeah. Do you think that Pete brings these things up to try and get in the head of Russ a little bit? Mm. Like he noticed Russ wore the wristband. They won. And so then he's like, I'm going to get in his head a little bit. Hey, he never wanted to wear this here. So now Russ hears that and he's like, ah, I don't want to wear the wristband anymore. Like, just to prove a point, you know? So he's kind of, like, trying to... Improve their draft pick. He's trying... Exactly. I think that that's a little bit much to assume that... He's trying to get in his head. So you think Pete's watching all the Broncos games? Yes. Even, even after week one, and he's like... Yes, you know, I think he's paying Check. attention. And then against Jacksonville, he goes, oh, he's I, wearing the wristband. I got I to gotta make a comment. The timing of it is very interesting. Like, why bring up the wristband? It was one week later, though. Yeah. Well... Maybe he, he didn't have an opportunity, and he was like, hey, cue me up on the wristband. Maybe post-game in week eight, he could have been like, hey, hit me on the wristband. Well, that well, he's trying to get That's ready for his soon. game. That was too soon. Like oh, he, he had to have some time to watch the Broncos game. Got it. Week eight. So you then he had some time to watch it. You don't it. think they've got someone just monitoring for him? <laughs> I don't think so. He had okay. to do it. Yeah. I think, this is, I think that's a stretch. It's personal. I don't, I don't think anymore he's trying to get in his head. I think before the season when he was like, 12s, you know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's some sort of... For just that game. Yeah, no like some more sort though. of bank robbery movie or like... Well, uh, it's hard because I'm just trying to think of uh, reasons why he would continue to do this. I think he thinks it's funny. I think yeah, he enjoys maybe he it. just thinks it's funny. That's true. Yeah. He's uh, He's got the upper hand right now, so he's going to take those, and the, those opportunities. And the fans love it. You know, he's yeah, endearing himself to Seahawks fans. The former players seem to love it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it is interesting. But the bottom, and it is the, interesting that Russ continues to respond to it too. Like he could just be like, "I don't want to talk about that anymore." Well, like this, stop with that. I think when you, you know, it's one thing to kind of brush off one or two comments. If people are taking shots at you or jabs you or whatever, yourself. if you just if people take shots at you all the time and you just never fight back, you become an easy target. Mm, I mean, then like even, a bully situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to fight back a little bit. You got to push back. I mean, even Eli Manning was taking shots a few weeks yeah. ago, and Russ came back and said, "I'm three and zero against Chad Powers." Yeah, like I, I like that. That's nice. You know, you can say, but those guys are friends. They are friends. Yeah. So that was like friendly. That was like just funny. I think. Yeah, love to make jokes not, about people's uh, livelihood. The other stuff was not I, the Pete. I don't think that that's. But I, I just think if you don't say anything back, you just you kind of open yourself. Yeah. Up. But at some point, somebody's got to take the high road here. Like Either with the Pete's got to stop doing it or Russ has got to be like, I'm not, I'm past that, guys. I'm focused on this game. Well, I think that at some point, and Russ has not been asked this, and maybe that's why, but someone at, at some point, if this continues, I assume would ask Russell, hey, what do you think about Pete continuing to bring your name yeah. up? And yeah. then maybe we get a, uh, a Will Smith situation. You keep. <laughs> keep my name. Same. Out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't think there's going to be any slapping, though. No, probably, probably, probably not. not. Maybe they see each other somewhere. Yeah. It could be bad. Yeah. They got the same agent, maybe. <laughs> that's an Akeem Talib yeah, joke. Yeah, it's a dirty player. Akeem, yeah, yeah, that's an Akeem Talib joke. Um, Harry Douglas, I believe. Well, so uh, while we're talking about wristbands, yeah. let's just talk about why do you think Russ, for the first time, wore this against uh, Jacksonville? Well, I mean, anything we say at this point is purely speculation because neither he nor Nathaniel Hackett, as we're recording this, have been asked about it. That's why I said, why do you think? Yeah. Why do you but think? I do, well, but I'm just... Clarify. There's no... Sometimes you like to say things and present them as fact and, like, really it's just going on in your mind. If I say it, though, it's yeah. pretty you're close. Like, you're like, something happened it's pretty there. Close. Something happened there. <laughs> and then we're like, well, yeah, what happened? Did, like, I don't know. Something did, though. Yeah. That's accurate. <laughs> Um, okay, tell me. I think there's a couple different potential options here. One is that because... We know, okay, we know that this is just your thought. So He didn't play against the Jets, and so it's possible if they're trying to make changes to uh, simplify or change things up in terms of what they're calling or formations or who they're utilizing, it's possible that to, to streamline that process... And to, it could not just be for us, too, but to help other guys on offense. Um, we saw them go no huddle. I, I mean, all of that, it, it's possible that you're putting it on the wristband just to make things a little bit easier there. Um, the other option, and maybe I tend to suspect this is a little bit more likely, if you have it on a wristband, it 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 doesn't. it's not as simple, I don't think, as saying we're running play three because my understanding of how like a pro wristband works is that you've got – plays but then it could it would be like play four but out of this formation with this motion and so you're still adding things on but it does cut down on the time in terms of delivering the play and then you'd get to the line of scrimmage quicker the Broncos ran some no huddle and then before the helmet shuts off at 15 seconds it's possible Nathaniel Hackett could be like hey uh, against this look we've got a really good chance here to hit Greg Dulcich up the scene let's look for that first we've heard of coaches doing that before um, and again I don't know if that's happening, but with as many, with the struggles that they're having in terms of putting these systems together, it's possible that that gives them a few extra seconds to just kind of get a helpful hint here or there in terms of what to look for. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. And we've heard Nathaniel Hackett say, Hey, we're constantly looking at ways to improve operationally. And so this might be one of those situations just because it speeds things up so much where Hackett can say, we're running 27 here. And then he opens up his little wristband and then he says the play out to, to in the huddle. Or if there's another way to communicate that, if they're going no huddle, everything's just faster and crisper where it seems like the Broncos had had some issues there. You know, just there's been uh, some stuff where they're not getting to the line fast enough. They're not, they're having just some operational issues before the snap. So this way you can help. And then like you mentioned, uh, we've heard Sean McVay do this in the past. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett could say, hey, if you get this look out from the defense, go to go to this guy, look at this guy first. Those kind of things are just, that's not like a, a crutch. That's just a coach helping his player. I mean, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a negative thing. That's just, hey, we're all on the same page to help move this offense forward. And um, we've heard that from Nathaniel Hackett, just even on Wednesday, he was saying, look, we're still working together and figuring this thing out. Like earlier in the year, there were times where they were calling plays that Russ wanted and he didn't like. 
but they were calling it and he said they had success there. And so those things are working. You're seeing the coach being like, okay, let's try and I'll concede this if you want this. And maybe this is a, is a wave of Russ being like, look, I'll concede this. I'll wear the wristband if you want this. So like these are ways that they're communicating and working together, giving and taking as they're trying to self figure each other out. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't want to go down too far down the rabbit hole because we're just... We're speculating, but yeah. this is what we think maybe is happening. The, the other option is that, again, you increase the time that you have at the line of scrimmage, but it's possible Nathaniel Hackett's not saying anything and that yeah. Russ is just that I need more time when I get up there to diagnose what the defense is doing. Yes. You know, whether that's, hey, we've got an extra rusher coming free. I need more time to be able to change the protection. Yeah, I need to be able to tell certain guys what they're doing. So... Uh, could be a, a similar thing where you're you're adding more time, but it's not necessarily Hackett kind of yeah. instructing on what what to look for. Because we've seen uh, on the Manning cast where Peyton talked about this, uh, where uh, Jimmy G was wearing a, um, a wristband, and he kind of uh, reenacted what it's like here. These play calls are long. Yeah, you know, there's there's something in the play call for every position, just on what they're supposed to do, so they can get to be really long especially if NASA scientists are working on it. And so uh, in, in just in terms of an operational standpoint, if Hackett has to say that entire play call in the headset and then Russ hears that and then he has to say that to the entire huddle, you're by just saying the number, you're just speeding things up way faster. Yeah. And so I, Again, it's not just everything is not written on the wristband because you can run plays from a bunch of different formations and different motions. So they're, they're still saying things, but you're right. It's it not is. His, the length of his entire forearm. Right. Like, but there's also not, if you say you have 60 to 80 plays that you want to run, if you then had that for each formation and each motion, you'll yeah. become too much. 400 plays. There's obviously yeah. not that many plays on his wrist. And I think it's broken up by which hash also. I think that that's how a wristband is, is which hash they're on. So I do think that's how it's organized. It would be interesting to get your hands on one of those things. Yeah, go get that. It would be uh, just, to, just to see how it's, it's organized. Do you think you would understand it? Of course I would. Yeah. What Do you think it's even in English? I think you would be. I think that there would be things that you wouldn't quite understand why. Not just no. you in general, but anybody. Well, most people. If you're not involved in play calling, you wouldn't understand why is this grouped this way, or why is this this color, or why is yeah, you know, this written like that. Because there's photographs, and you can kind of just they're a little blurry, but you can yeah. kind of see what. There's a lot of colors, and there's a lot of words. Even Tua, Tua wears one, and it looked crazy because there was, like, multiple sheets in there. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I saw a shot where Tua had one. He opened it up, and there was, like, seven. It looked like a book. Yeah, he's like, go to go to chapter four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's Mike McDaniel. Yeah. This guy's. You like a lot of colors in your books, but you perform more <laughs> pictures than Well, than if words. it was me, like, I would be like, time out, and then I would start coloring right on the. I'd like to just take some time and color it in. Yeah. You know, like, hey, does anybody have a crayon out here? I just need to get, get to work on this. Color in the lines or no? Yeah, no, outside the line. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. I haven't quite learned the inside the line thing. He'll get there. So do you think that Russ will continue to wear this if well, they're having he success? Was, he was wearing it in practice on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this thing's powerful, I man. Do, I, I do wonder if it has something to do with going up-tempo. Yeah. Because obviously it's you need a way to deliver the play calls and maybe it's you know, sometimes you see other guys wearing wristbands too. Yeah. So we get, maybe we got to keep an eye on who else is wearing a wristband. Maybe he can look to the sideline and they hold up one of those poster boards. 
you know? There's a, there's Ben Swanson's faces on yeah, there. Yeah. You know, there's Kermit the Frog. Botanic Garden. Botanic Garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's a touchdown play. Yeah, that's a touchdown play. Yeah. Do you think the wristband, there's like a section that says touchdown plays? Yeah, easy easy plays. Yeah. yeah go to the easy section yeah. and do that. That's what you. That's how you. It's would. interesting, Eric, because like, say a, a Jeff Saturday. You know, you're hearing in the indie Jim Irsay there, the Colts owner. This game is not as complicated as it needs to be. You're using what's going that's on there right. as an example of how you should do that's things. What, that's what I'm saying. Is uh, uh, sometimes you can just uh, overthink things. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm in line with everything that's being said there. I'm just saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is, yeah, do you know how sausage gets made or all, <laughs> all I'm saying is FBI investigation. Uh, there's other franchises out there that are going this way. Yeah. So, that's all. And I think that you've heard things uh, from the Broncos even saying like, look, we're trying to simplify things here. So you're like, let's use too, the example too of much NASA, a franchise that fired simplify. its coach and hired an ESPN guy as how you should be doing things. I'm I'm not saying that's what I would do. I, <laughs> oh I'm just my saying gosh. there's another franchise out there that's trying to Are you to possessed when you come in saying, here? That you're just like, <laughs> I'm a mouthpiece saying, for other people. I just brought this up as an example saying, look, there's another franchise that's going this direction. You know how some people in their Twitter bios, it's like retweets are not endorsements <laughs> for my employer. I'm not endorsing. Yeah. yeah what but, I say what is you, not an endorsement. Of what you think. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, that's, just not a <laughs> that's just a, uh, here's an my, example of my something that's going on. My words are not... Yeah. Uh, representative of what I think. I think, I think a healthy dose of uh, uh, some complication, but not overcomplicated, is good. You want to make it so that the defense has to think a little bit, but you don't want it too complicated. How far in the upper quartile would you want to go? Uh, like, um, I would, I would want it so that like maybe it's like an airplane taking off, but not necessarily a rocket going to the moon. Got it. But you know, a plane taking off, you got to have a lot of, you know, a pilot. They got a, there's a lot going on there. Swanson, if this we, is a little more complicated than getting in your car and driving to work. If we transcribed Phil's quotes and quotes from that Ursa press conference and asked people to guess, do you think <laughs> that would be kind of a fun game? That like, would be a fun game. Who, who said it, Jim Ursa or Phil? <laughs> wow, thank you. That's a nice compliment. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's what I think. I think a plane, <laughs> I think a plane taking off, that's complicated enough. That's pretty good. That's where I would. Perfect. I think sometimes, uh, certainly at the beginning of the season, the How Broncos were they were trying to go to the moon. Yeah, too much. That's too much. Yeah. So, Eric, I think it's time for topic number th- I think two. It's time for topic, something. Topic number two, and that is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube because uh, yeah, we just opened our wristbands. wristbands. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could put something on your quarters and be like, "What is this?" Oh yeah. Topic do you think we can two. go the rest of the show without <laughs> talking about wristbands, or do you think we'll get dragged back in? Um, probably get dragged back. Okay. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you could do what Adam Schefter does and just go no shirt, you know? Yeah. For the rest of the show. Swanson? I'm going to keep my shirt on. Good idea. Uh, okay. We're talking about if this is a tipping point type of game for this Broncos season, sending at three and five coming off the bye week, uh, not where anybody really wanted this Broncos team to be at three and five. They still have the entire second half of the season ahead of them. There's a lot of football left to be played, as Russ has uh, let us know several times. Um, do you that's a, think that's that, a barb? That wasn't a barb. That, that was a that was a comment. That was a barb. That was definitely no, it was a not. That was a barb. That was a comment. Possible, possible swipe. Um, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That bordered on swipe territory. No, it wasn't. 
yeah. So do, where do you think this Broncos team is and how crucial is it to their playoff chances, playoffs, uh, uh, playing the Titans? This is your time <laughs> to talk. Just threw that in there a little bit. You're absurd. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that obviously it's critical because, one, you need wins here. You don't have – you probably got to go – Genius. Yeah. You, you, your question was, is this game important to making the playoffs yeah, or no? It is. Yeah. They're all important, but this one's more important. Yeah. Um, you've got to go at least six and three, probably seven and two, and you've still got games on the road against the Chiefs and Ravens who – while the Titans are good, I think those other two teams are in a different category. You've got to host the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, this is a game that you need to win just in terms of picking up a win, but I also think it sends a message. It sets a tone. This is a physical football team. This is a team that's been in the playoffs three years in a row. Um, they're not necessarily Super Bowl favorites, but this is this is the type of football team you're going to face if you get to the postseason. You know, a good, well-coached, solid football team. And so... And the Broncos have not beaten a team like that this year. They've beaten the Texans. They've beaten the 49ers, who are coming on now, but Phil, I don't think they were in the same place. They were transitioning place. at that time. Yeah, yeah Jimmy G's yeah. first start uh, back in the lineup. And then, of course, the Jacksonville team that I think is its point differential would suggest more talented than its record, but still a 3-6 and six football team. And so you need to send a message, I think, to the league, to yourselves, that, hey, we can beat these good teams on the road. We can go in and we can play a physical football game and uh, listen, Phil, they've been in every game. They've a lot of one score games, seven of the eight games have been one score games. I think they're going to be in this football game, but at this point it can't just be, Oh, you know, we were, we were close or this was a moral victory. You got to start getting wins if you want to have a chance to get back to the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that uh, if you look at the schedule, Eric, something you love to do. Yep. If they're able to win this game, then they got the Raiders at home and then they go on the road and face the Panthers. And then you're talking about the potential of a four-game streak there, uh, if you include Jacksonville, that the Broncos, that would be a momentum type of changing thing where you lost a bunch of games in a row, then you win a bunch of games. You're setting yourself up for some success there. But um, if you don't get this one, then you're kind of falling back into that same old rhythm there where, hey, this was – you're making up excuses or, or this is why we lost this. We couldn't do this. We could – the third down, whatever you want to say. So if you're able to win that game, it feels like maybe you got over the hump a little bit. And Russ talked about that a little bit against Jacksonville where, hey, they were trailing. Um, it started raining. There was a rainbow. And then he went out on the field and he said, here we go again. And uh, he made some plays, and the Broncos drove down the field. They won that game. That was something where, okay, maybe that was a little bit of a shift where, okay, hey, this team can execute when they really need to. If that can continue coming off of a bye week where you did some self-scouting, maybe made some adjustments, feeling refreshed, you go and face on the road a Titans team that's really challenging. If you can win that, then you start having that confidence and that belief. Yeah, I don't, the Broncos obviously cannot make the playoffs here in the next three weeks, but I think they can have their playoff hopes and cl yeah, close to extinguished. I um, mean, obviously, mathematically, they won't be eliminated at, at three and six, or you know, say you win this week and lose to the Raiders, you're not mathematically eliminated at that point. But based on the way the schedule looks, you've got to win these next three to, to that would push you to six and five. You'd be right back in the mix. You'd feel probably pretty good about yourself going to Baltimore. Um, 
you've got to win these football games. And Nathaniel Hackett said it, I can't remember if it was earlier this week or right before the bye, but at some point, if you're a good football team, a team that makes the playoffs, you have to go on a run. And you look at Seattle during Russ's tenure there, you know. Always went on a run. There was always a stretch of seven or eight wins in a row. Mm-hmm. And it seems, you know, when I look at the schedule, it, it seems daunting to even project that the Broncos are going to win four games in a row, both because of how this team looks and, you know, the, how the last five, six years have gone. I mean, the Broncos have not had an extended winning streak in a really long time, Phil. I think three or four games is probably as long as uh, their win streak. I think last year to start the season, right? Three, you know, but they've had that three a couple times. I think back uh, Vance's last year, they had three, but I think four and oh to start the 2016 season is the last time they won four games in a row. So it's been a really long time, but these good football teams, you know, whether it's the bills, the chiefs, you look up and even the Titans, you know, like they started 0-2 yeah. and, and then they played on Five Sunday Night Football and I, and I was like, oh, they're a good team. They, I wonder what they're, you know, how many they won. You look and you're like, wow, it doesn't even feel like they've won five in a row, but it just, they start to, it becomes easier and easier. And I think once you get that rhythm, um, you just find a way to win some of these games. I mean, when you watch, when you watch the Chiefs and the Bills, Phil, or you watch, you know, the Bucks in the past or the Rams when they were good, it just would feel like no matter what happened in the game, no matter how poorly you played at times, no matter what mistakes you made, at the end of the game, you just find a way to do it. Yeah. And the Broncos have to find a way to get to that point where no matter what happens, at the end of the game when they're in these one-score games, you just got to find a way to do it. Yeah. And the thing about Tennessee is, like, they have a clear identity. Like, they know what they are. So they just show up every week and play that style of football. Yeah. You know, and that sort of helps make it a little bit easier where, look, this is our our formula for success. And so they just, they come in, they play that way. Yeah. And this is a little bit about kind of near our next topic, but they don't, because of that style of football, they don't tend to just blow people out of the water. No. You're going to be in that game. Um, the way the Broncos have played, they should be in this football game. But listen, you got you to gotta be ready to go because they're going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to line up. They're going to try to wear you down over the course of four quarters and see if in the fourth quarter they can pull away. That's that's what they do. Yeah. And uh, the Broncos, you got to be physically tough this week. You got to be mentally tough. And Russell Wilson said we have to have a playoff mindset Yeah. this week. He, he knows what that's like. He knows what it's like to go into a week and have a playoff mindset. Nobody else here does. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is the Broncos have not won a true road game this year. Yeah. You know, there's something that being said to going into a hostile atmosphere. and Have they won a true road game since Dallas last season? Ooh, fact check Ben Swanson. It's mm. Almost, uh, or no, Panthers, that was 2020. You're right, yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys, so week eight. And it really, that Cowboys game, they jumped on them so early there, like with the, the Cowboys missed out on those two fourth down plays. Like the crowd was really out of it, and the Broncos jumped. I mean, I wonder when is the last time that it was like really a loud, hostile situation, and they went out there and just executed. I mean, that's been a long time since we've seen a, a, this team do that. Wilson? Well, I mean, I, I wasn't there for the Giants game last year. I would not consider that to be yeah something where it's just uh, I mean I don't know probably have to exclude the 2020 season with the no fans yeah I mean no fans yeah exactly Uh, as Swanson looks this up I just think you know it's not fair to say nobody has experience because of course DJ Jones Kwan Williams yeah some of these guys that have come in but if you're a 
you know, we've heard Justin Simmons talk about, hey, this is a must-win game. We've got to go get this one. Or we've heard Cortland Sutton talk about how important games are. Well, these guys haven't played in a playoff game, and so they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so you can say, hey, we're ready for this. We know they're going to play physical. Um, And that's where you hope that maybe guys like a Pat Sertan, a Kareem Jackson, you know, it's been a long time since Kareem Jackson was in college, obviously, but he's played in some playoff games. You know, Pat Sertan knows what big games are like from playing yeah. in college. Uh, Jerry Judy knows what big games are like from playing in college. That's why I, I kind of like the way that the Rockets have gone the last couple of years in terms of the draft of just Alabama guys. That's a good idea. That's a smart, that's a that's a smart philosophy, but also Baron Browning from Ohio State. Pick guys from schools that have won and a lot of football Sanford. games. <laughs> you know, exactly. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yes, what do you think, Swanson? Well, I have some options here. Okay, we like uh, options. 2019? 2019, they beat the Texans. That was a playoff team, but I don't know how raucous you would say that environment was. That also was a game where they jumped out fast. Yeah, yep. yeah, took them out of it early. Uh, I don't know about Chargers crowds. Those typically are kind of split. Oh, mm, yeah. Uh, and that even goes, obviously, back several years. Um StubHub, it was really small, too. So They got a win over the 6-10 and 10 Bengals in 2018 on the road. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, was a, that was a close-ish game. Yeah. Cardinals in 2018 Jeff with the Jeff Rosen. That was a Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. That wasn't great. Uh, that was Arizona? That's the Von Miller game. Yeah. Yeah, the Von Miller game. Uh, 2017, Thursday night against the Colts. Uh, it's been a while. Not a whole lot of road yeah. wins. Yeah. 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 Road wins. Through, uh, yeah. Well, and the the other thing is they haven't run a, won a division road game against the Raiders yeah. or Chiefs. I haven't won any game against the Chiefs in a long time. But yeah. it, you know, you this is going to be one of the, like this is a lot like the Raiders matchup where it's a physical football team. Um, you know, you just you don't have that experience be, like winning a close game on the road in a while, and so you've got to you've got to find a way to to do it and improve to yourself so that you can and. Do you think if they are able to do it this week, that would be a sh- enough of a shift where they you're like, oh, dang, this? Well, I, I think the Panthers, I would certainly hope that they could knock off. The Raiders still scare me just because for whatever reason, this team does, has not matched up well with them. I think, what, five consecutive losses, six consecutive losses now. Um, Josh Jacobs plays like a Hall of Famer every time he plays the Broncos. <laughs> um, the Raiders have... Lost, blown a lot of 17 point leads, but they've gotten out to those 17 point leads. So you know they're capable of scoring. So, yeah, the Raiders game still scares me. But listen, again, playoff teams, you've got to beat good teams and you've got to beat a bunch of them in a row. And it can't just be like, oh, we tried hard against a good team or like this team is just too tough. So we didn't have a chance. I mean, this team, even if you don't beat Kansas City or Baltimore, which kind of where I look at, okay, well, probably the most likely losses left on the schedule. You still got to go show that you can be competitive with them. And if there is one thing this team has done, Phil, that last year's team didn't do, or, you know, when, when Vic was here, there were some games where you just get blown out and the Broncos to this point, And granted, they're about to face a much different level of competition, but they've not been blown out. They've been in every game. And uh, so that gives me a little bit of confidence, but you just hope some of these one score games flip over. Yeah, I mean, it could be enough. It could be enough where you're like, weekly, we just beat the Titans. This is a perennial playoff team. Yeah. They've been the number one seed before. Uh, we went into their house and beat them. 
that could be just enough of a message inside the locker room where you're like, we've turned the page. And it probably also indicates that you dictated how the game went because they want to play a certain brand of football. And if you go in there and beat them, it means you've probably, you're probably not going to beat them at their own brand of football. It probably means you go in and you've, you've changed the terms. You've either made them throw the ball more or you've, uh, you know, gone quick and uh, had some success against their defense. Well, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times yeah. last week. That's a lot. That I think lot. they ran 91 plays. Eric, that is insane. That's a lot of plays for that defense. I wonder just, you know, coming off of a game like that, that's hard to just bounce back the next week and be ready to rock. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, the Broncos defense came back after playing 90-something plays against the Chargers and held the Jets to 17. A hundred hundreds defensive snaps for the Titans defense. Oh, really? That's what the game book says. Yeah, so that's a lot of plays. Yeah, more than 99. It is one more than 99. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe less, does, how less many, than 101. How many times will Russ throw the ball this week? I I don't have a I don't want to make a guess because I don't I don't have a great sense of how many I would guess he throws the ball throws the ball twenty five to thirty times a game on yeah. average. Well, if you're trying to be balanced, let's just yeah. say it's like thirty thirty. But yeah. uh, if you're if you're running a hundred plays, that's true. Then it would be fifty fifty. <laughs> Could be really fifty fifty. You're a math guy. Could be nice. Well, Phil, should we talk about the challenge that the Broncos have in stopping these oh, guys? Oh, you want to move on. I think it's time to go to topic three. Okay, let's go to topic three. Yeah. Derrick Henry, of course. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Derrick Henry leads the league in uh, rushing yards this year. Yep. The Broncos have had their challenges trying to defend uh, opposing running backs. The defense has been really good this year, but uh, they haven't quite faced a guy like Derrick Henry yet. What kind of challenge is this going to be for uh, not just the guys up front, but really the entire defense? Yeah, I mean, the Broncos have had a little bit of success against Derrick Henry when they've played him before. I think in 2019 and 2020, they did a pretty... Yeah, didn't Josie Jewell blast him a little in the backfield? I think he did at one one point. Um, Listen, this guy's really good. He is... Different kind of blast, by the way. Yeah, of course. This isn't a Pete Carroll blast. No, different. actual physical... Physical blast. Um, And he's kind of at his most dangerous when he gets to that second level because... If you, can, if you can contain him kind of at the line of scrimmage or with that first group of guys, you've got a chance because you can have multiple guys to the ball. But if he gets free into the second level and he's one-on-one with Pat Sertan or he's one-on-one with almost, almost anybody, really, you're not going to like your chances. No. And so the Broncos have to do – this is a DJ Jones game, a Draymond Jones game, a Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell. Maybe the Broncos get – I think the Broncos ran a little bit of four-man front – at times against the Jaguars. Maybe you get Mike Purcell and DJ Jones out there at the same time, push out uh, Deshaun Williams and Draymond Jones to the edge, run some four-man fronts because the Broncos in Bradley Chubb lost a good pass rusher, but they also lost by far, in my mind, their best edge setter. Mm. And so you're counting on Nick Benito. You're counting on Jonathan Cooper, Jacob Martin, maybe Baron Browning if he plays. He did not practice Wednesday. Those guys are not huge guys, and so they've got to do a really good job of setting the edge, or you've got to find a way schematically to help them in terms of getting more big dudes on the field because Derrick Henry, if he gets loose, bye-bye, it's over. Yeah, if he gets ahead of steam, I mean, you just don't want to get in front of that. 
uh, it's painful. Yeah. It would be painful. But it's interesting because he is – sometimes it seems like there's nothing there, and he's just so talented at, like, as they say, get getting skinny, and just he just slides right through all, and boom. And then he's just taken off, and you got a big problem there. So, uh, to me, it's those guys doing their jobs, but then everybody else filling in the gaps and swarming to him. Uh, everybody's got to be – all, all guys got to be coming in to, to make the tackle here. And, yeah, you're right. If he, if he can get through that first wave, it, it becomes a lot more difficult. So this is something that we've seen other guys do where they get the ball out to the edges in particular. That's where they're really attacking the Broncos' uh, defensive line here. They really like to stretch it out, and then, boom, they're having success there. That Brees Hall, that was, they, that was like right down the sideline. So yep. um, ETN got outside, caused yeah. some problems. The Broncos, you also have to just do your job. I mean, against the Raiders, which was obviously the worst kind of rushing performance they've given up this year, there were guys that were trying to avoid blocks. You know, I think of some plays where the linebackers try to go around the offensive line and then boom, they're right by you. I mean, you can't be afraid in this game to take on contact and be physical and you just got to win your one-on-one matchups. But you, there can't be like, oh, I'm going to dance around this block so that I can maybe get him by the ankles. You just got to take this head on and embrace the challenge. And it, you know, you're going to be sore on Monday after playing Derrick Henry and the Titans rushing yeah. attack. But I think backfield to 2020 when the Broncos played the Patriots and they had Cam Newton and it was a very run first attack. The Broncos brought Justin Simmons and K Jack down in the box play after play after play. I think Justin had a couple tackles for loss. Kareem had a couple tackles for loss. You forced them to, to uh, throw the football I would expect maybe a similar game plan. You bring those guys down to help with the fact that, you know, you might not, you don't have a guy like Bradley Chubb to set the edge there at outside linebacker. And then you've got to trust Pat Sertan to lock down a top receiver. Um, Burks, their first round pick might be back. You think Tannehill plays this week or? I don't know. He, he commented, I think uh, Mike Giardi, um, NFL NFL network, he talked to Tannehill or someone talked to Tannehill and he put the quote out. Tannehill said he's very frustrated with where he is. This is something that's not going away. And mm. I think said, quote, I, I hope to play again at some point. That, to me, does not suggest that he's going to play. He was limited on practice. On, uh, was limited at practice on Wednesday. We haven't seen the Thursday report yet. But obviously, if Malik Willis plays, Phil, a different sort, different of, situation. Different sort of offense, they're going to run a lot more read option. Um, we saw Malik Willis beat the Chiefs with his legs getting outside. The Broncos are going to have to be okay knowing that if they play Malik Willis, they're going to give up some 20-yard runs, some 25-yard runs, some quarterback keepers. But I think you feel better because when you do get him in those third and longs, Malik he did Willis not look comfortable he only completed there. five passes. Yeah. And so with this defense, I think you'd rather take your chances against that as opposed to a guy like Ryan Tannehill who is not, you know, they haven't thrived with him under center either this year, but he's a veteran. You've, you know he can make those throws. So... I certainly would rather face Malik Willis. Most definitely. I mean, I think that you saw the Chiefs have a lot of success where it looked like at times Willis was not comfortable making even an attempted throw. Like he just was holding onto the ball, holding on to the ball, and then he took a huge sack. So uh, I, I do think that that would be much better for this Broncos defense. Then you could really just say, we're going to do everything to make you one-dimensional. Oh. You know, And I think that that would be a good recipe uh, for this Broncos defense. Um 
It'll be interesting to just see how they try to handle the edge here. You know, you talk to guys around here. You talk to Steve Atwater. Uh, he says, hey, I'm noticing some interesting footwork here where guys are taking some bad angles. And uh, they're doing things where it's making them harder to get outside to make a tackle uh, on the edge. So uh, it is interesting to just to see if they are able to clean some of those things up. I'm sure that uh, they spent the bye week looking at, you know, hey, why are we struggling in this area if it came down to it and Baron Browning can't play this week, that would be a concern to me just because on the edge there, now you're talking about a lot of inexperience. Yeah. But also Baron's strength is not, not stopping the run. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you're going to need some guys to step up. You're going to need some guys to play above what they've shown so far. Um, it's got to be a group effort. You can't get, you know, this is another game where because of how uh, there's so much attention on the Titans offense that, People don't realize how good they are defensively. Oh, too. Gosh, Jeffrey yeah. Simmons up front is really freaking good. Kevin Byard in the back at safety is one of the best All in the pro. league. Um, I think they have a top 10 scoring defense. They're they're just really good. And so this is going to be another game where it's a battle. You're not going to come out and score 28 points. This feels to me like a 13-10, 16-13, 10, I mean, you know, 10-9. Yeah. This is going to be a grind, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes and that whole Chiefs offense, they yeah. were at nine points for the majority of the game. Yeah. I mean, this is it's gonna be a, a grind. And so you've gotta if you're a defense, the Broncos defense, you've gotta hope that your offense can score some points, uh, not make mistakes, not put you in bad positions. Um, but that's you know, everyone talks about hey, the Broncos should go up tempo, the Broncos should go up tempo. Well, that's all great. That's that's well and good, but if you go three and out and you give the ball right back to Derrick Henry that's putting your defense in a tough spot. So the Broncos, I think need to choose their spots in this game where they go, no huddle. They need to be cautious of that. You can't hang your, if your defense plays uh, 35, 40 minutes in this game, that's bad. You're going to be, quarter is going to be bad. So uh, they well, got to, they got to be aware of that. The only way I see uh, it not being like, I do think it's going to be like that, but the only way it would not be like that is if somehow they hit a couple of deep shots over the top early in the game, the Broncos, the Broncos do. Yeah. And then if you get out to a lead against this Titans team, then that really puts the pressure on them because they're so solid everywhere, but they're one thing where they're not able to play that, that type of shootout type of game just because that's just not how they're built. You know, so if you are able to get out to a lead and force them to try and play from behind, that's where they get into a little bit of trouble. So yeah. uh, you saw the the Bills earlier this year. They put, I think they might have put up 40, Ben Swanson 40, 40, 41, 41 something. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's where they get into trouble is when you get them off their rhythm, you get an early lead, and then that's where you can have some success against this team. Yeah, and they are 30th against the pass, so there's an opportunity there. They're good against the run, but not as good against the pass. Uh, KJ Hamler was added to the injury report Wednesday, Phil, so we'll have to keep yeah. track of you know what's going if on he with can him. Play or not, yeah. Um, obviously, the, the Denver offense not quite as explosive without him, but that would know, be a huge loss if you ask if you yeah, ask me. Of course, you know. especially the way he set up Greg Dulcich for some of these catches. And the, but, the way Sutton's been playing these last few weeks, yep, the the production has got to come from somewhere. It can't just be Judy and Dulcich, if you ask yeah. me. So. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, is it time for shout-outs? I think so. Okay, any shout-outs for, for you? Well, well, probably Liz Gerald's. It's been a long time. Most definitely Liz Gerald's. Yeah. Uh, they got out the vote a little bit yeah, earlier Broncos Country Votes. Yep. Um, they did a nice job in the community uh, uh, handing out some turkeys, K-Jack, yeah. uh, earlier this week. Oh, so. K-Jack. Yeah, turkey season is going to be here 
Yeah, pretty, it's coming. Is it here already or is it almost here? I think here? it's here. It's safe to say it's here. I think here. it's here. Yeah. Uh, how about a shout out to my CU Buffs basketball team? Oh, wow. Five-star recruit I coming in. say football. I was like, what? Not football team. Basketball, it's yeah. It's a basketball school. Yeah, of course. So uh, Evan Batty back for year 11. <laughs> uh, so nice, uh, nice shout out to uh, Tad Boyle and the crew up there. Congrats. And of course to your cats, uh, not because they won, but because they held Ohio they State tried. to 21. <laughs> they tried. They, they tried. They covered. They brought in that uh, wind and rain. and Yep, that's how they do it up there in Evanston. Long grass. And then they said, okay, good luck. Yep. And they, they you only lose by luck. 14. Yeah. So that's nice. It's a moral victory. Yeah. And you could build on that. You really can. Yeah, you could build on it. Yeah. Anything else, Eric? No, I don't think so. Um, it's been a while. So you guys been a while. How about a shout-out to the Broncos operational, uh, the operations department? Huh? Sure. I mean, you guys were out in London. I mean, what was the setup like? It was nice. We nice. took over a hotel there right by Wembley. They had uh, the, the whole kitchen staff was out there? Kitchen staff. There was a training room for the players, a lot of meeting space. And, um, a game, game room? Game room, yeah. You're a fan of the neutral zone. You probably saw some of that. Probably heard it, yeah, yeah, on the podcast. Heard that in the game room? Yeah. Uh, the Harrow School where Winston Churchill was yeah. cool. See, this was all two weeks ago, Phil, so kind of long a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I brought it up at the end. You know? Yeah. It was so, so, such a long time ago. Yeah. They did a nice job. Shout out to them. Yeah, they did a nice job. Anything else, do you think? Mm, not at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode then. Perfect. Ben, you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Thank you for your contributions. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a quiet episode for me. That's okay. You're tried. It's the power of the quarter zip. I mean, if you don't have that, you didn't have a QZ or a wristband on mm-hmm. today. So the less, the less I talk, the less chance for me to screw something up too. So oh, I don't subscribe to that. Obviously, yeah. Clearly. I screw up everything. I talk a lot. Kind of nice. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. And loud. Also loud. loud. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back on Monday, Eric. Yeah, we will. Uh, for a nice live episode over at Breckenridge Rury's Farm Home. Yep. Um, so we'll break down everything that happened. Uh, now that the Broncos will be playing on Sunday the rest of the way, it's easy to just say we're there Next every Monday. Monday. Yep. Next Monday. So it's nice and easy. So join us uh, out there from 530 to mm, about 615. Can't wait. Start right at 530 or on the Broncos official YouTube page. That is going to do it for us. For Ben Swanson and Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to The The Neutral Zone.